You need to keep get this podcast going. You should grab your mic. The, flow, the flow finished, so this I already put on the mic. No, it'll come back, man. I should mountain climber. Yeah, just if you want, this is a nice grip for the fingers right here. Feels very satisfying. Right, get a good step on your left on your right foot. Find somewhere to put it. Like you're you're not putting your left foot anywhere. <laughs> yeah. You're you're there. You're pretty much there. You're mm. like you're half a foot off the ground. Like you and I, we just didn't have that childhood of doing this shit all the time. You know, Leslie did. Exactly. She was just always roaming around the desert, playing with the plants, running after the animals, climbing the rocks, like. For her, it's such a comfortable environment. She grew up in this. You and me, it's... Even though we grew up, like... I did do quite a bit of this with my friends. I would just go out into the area because we lived in Khalda and there was just a lot of shit to do, climb. There were no buildings there yet. Still, it was still like nature. Yeah, it was really open, man. Super open. We were the only apartment building there. Now it's disgusting. Is it... Like, is it weird to think, if you think of like the, the early hunter-gatherers turning to agricultural civilizations, were doing it around the region of Jordan, that for them, like their day, their morning, was the same sunrise. Like Wadiram looked the same. You know, it didn't really change for 10,000 years. The mountains still looked pretty much the same. Yeah. And they witnessed the same 24-hour cycles. They ate from similar climates. They had the same rains, the same everything. Same lazy people, go-getter people, <laughs> people who want to change the world, people who don't want to do anything. Yeah, there you go. Now he's got it. He's become a professional in one go. That's a directional one. So it... Is that what you record on all the time? No, I record on both. Because so is that what we always hear? No, it's this. This is what you hear. That tuk, 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 from, tuk. The, from the sock. You need a proper... You need something proper. Yeah, yeah, you do. So, so you have two mics? Like, you record to, do, to both? No, I'm recording through one. There's one input. Uh, all right, man. I have in my bag. I'll go get it. Um... Those things, the the wraps, so that we can just... I have some wraps, too. Like, you can already use this one just to, like, tie it through itself. You just want to get the microphone on the thing. Also, like, if we're talking... Or it's, like, just like this. You want, but you want to hold it? If you want to yeah. hold it. Like, you might get better sound if you hold it. Right. But, but it's also, like, more of an active... Listen, <laughs> no, it's fine. This is fine. You could use a longer cable, then. When something I really learned in these eight months, man, is, you know, it was difficult for me in film guys' work to feel like, oh, I lost my flow, I lost my rhythm. And then I get a little caught up on, oh, I lost it. And I really realized that in these eight months of sort of developing a writing practice, in some sense you can call it that, that whenever you lose something, either you just step into something different and eventually you'll circle back, or you stop for a second entirely. 
and you just sit, you know, truly with nothing. And then in no time your mind will go here and there and here and there and here and there. And then you'll say, okay, that's where I want to go. <laughs> just by itself? It's, I would really hope and wish that for this professional period, I don't have this experience of losing a flow because as soon as I become cognizant, be conscious of like, oh, I lost this. You're flooding your brain with message that you've lost something as if it's gone but all I do now with the writing is that I, I I haven't lost anything it's more like oh I've if you have like you know imagine in Finding Nemo all the turtles <laughs> that are swimming in that stream I was on the stream and I just popped off it I'm just gonna go swim around here at some point I'll just like take a left or right turn and I'll find my way back to that stream mm. and then you get back on it and you you know that you're back there yeah. and almost without fail Sometimes there are thoughts that go incomplete. That's the ADHD mind. There's so many, sometimes you, you go on a tangent and the tangent becomes the story. But that's also just part of the process, yeah. you know? So in it's other words, like it doesn't matter. <laughs> one day it's like this, one day it's like this. And one day it's great. And most days it's not going to produce anything. But there's this twisted value people have. But it's twisted because of... That's just how people haven't rethought it. But... Like when we're recording something, because reality was captured, therefore people expect you to show it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like this reality, nobody would care about it at all. But as soon as there's a microphone involved, it becomes a reality of interest. <laughs> Just like we said with Natalie yesterday. You point the camera, two people pointing a camera at someone. Who's she? <laughs> Immediately. <laughs> Who is she? You know, and she might feel nervous, like people are looking at me, but their energy is like, here's a beautiful woman with two cameras pointing at her in the middle of the city like and that photographer we saw who was showing the couple those pictures remember yeah right before we met your grandfather what a different energy that guy's going to bring to a shoot right what we what we did yesterday like i i kind of felt like i was consumed by something there was it was probably the grin spoon yes <laughs> but there was a um, a spirit that was running through me that just understood that this is how I act in the situation if I act without reservation. Full. Yes. Just yes. act. I, I, I sensed that. And I was ready for her to say, I want that dog. And go up to the person and get the dog. <laughs> exactly. I was, gonna go to, I was ready to go to any dog. Give me one dog. <laughs> I mean, to be honest, it played for a great story. <laughs> I mean... I don't know anybody who's got a dog in that city except this guy. And maybe I can get you a dachshund. That would have been one I could do too. But not as close. And this guy I also knew. He's the type of guy I could give him a call. He's called Pepe. <laughs> he loves these silly jokes. And he's got a... He's, he's a simple, kind man. But his family's got kind of crazy stories. He said his dad is the only person in Venezuela to successfully, or in the world, to successfully sue the World Food Program. Because his dad is some high politician. His grandfather or something was some massive politician in Venezuela or in Ecuador, one of the two. And he had pull, you know. <laughs> it's like that's the moment of, of pride for them. And I learned this about him when just playing ping pong. <laughs> but he's, um, he's inflated. You know, you don't like paying attention to it, but he's put on at least 10, 15 kilos since I last saw him. In the last two months. <laughs> 
And he's working from home now. <laughs> he's got a child. It's like the, the, the male drive for sort of performance, like in the sexual marketplace, completely evaporates. Exactly. It's just, I don't care anymore. Exactly. And so if your relationship to your health was guided by that yeah. and you never successfully diverted it to that path of like my own yeah. health, my self-respect, yeah. that type yeah. of stuff, it dissolves. It, it, it shows itself immediately. Immediately. <laughs> you see it with a lot of these footballers. God, like, oh my God, dude. No, wait, wait, wait. There was a, who was the, the one, oh man, have you seen Brendan Fraser? <laughs> Brendan Fraser? Okay, Tarzan. Yeah. You know Tarzan? Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've seen this one. Man. Have you seen He's, how he looks now? We've seen it together, man. He's just like, <laughs> I, I, feel so, I feel bad, like, but, it's, it's gone. But think of, okay, what value system do you develop? You're a celebrity. You're Brendan Fraser. You're a fucking good-looking guy. You're the most, like, women are having wet dreams over Tarzan. Yeah, he's, like, he's the most beautiful, like, thing. He has this beautiful, like, happy energy. <laughs> and then, like, so his entire validation system, everything he does it for is to look good. <laughs> so in some sense, getting really fat is, like, his act of, like, saying, I don't want this anymore. <laughs> I'm a dude. I'm just a guy. <laughs> it's either that. This is giving him too much credit. Maybe it was just like that, there was no reason to work anymore. It's like uh, that's it, I guess. I mean, I think a lot of footballers. You sometimes think, oh, it's really sad that they're you know retiring at thirty-three. I honestly think a lot of them think I am fucking done with this shit, man. <laughs> think of the lifestyle. Oh yeah. No they freedom mean, whatsoever. Like, leave at the top. These guys. See you then, man. I can tell you, these footballers, they dream of freedom. You don't think they do? A yeah, guy of saying what? With yeah. all this money I have, they are prisoners. Throw it away. Throw it away. Throw throw away my life, my profession, and just take this money and go like, live. You know, free. I can live free for the rest of my life. I'm sure they think this. Yeah. Unless it's like these guys, you know, these guys come from like really poor backgrounds. <laughs> Is that coming? It does sound like we're in 1946. We're in a castle. <laughs> they come from really poor backgrounds, and so their value is ride this train as far as it goes. Because who wouldn't want to feel that? Because that's what keeps them in that prison. No sane person would step out of that train. Unless you're a guy like Bill Withers. Not Bill Withers, sorry. Bill Murray. Mm. Do you ever read about Bill Murray or learn anything about the guy? Yeah, but secluded he's decided to see that's there's a way that the media represents him right and that's because that's how they understand him yeah. think about your average American reporter like you know the average woman standing there with a big fake smile and the big fake blonde hair yeah. the blonde hair and just looking very uncomfortable if you say something that'll make him uncomfortable I'm saying the average one Bill Murray has been represented by the media as a recluse this is a guy who understood early on that if he's going to like be the thing that everybody wants him to be, he's just going to live the life the way he wants. He doesn't have a phone, doesn't have an agent, doesn't have any people, nothing. Like, no entourage, nothing. When he shows up, he just shows up. And nobody, you can't make plans with him. You can, you can write him an email, a message, or send it. He used to have a 1-800 number that was just like, give me a 30-second pitch. And if he answers, he answers. If he doesn't, he doesn't. And most of the time, he doesn't. But sometimes, like, you don't know if he's coming. He said he will come. But you haven't heard anything from him for three months. Like, you have a 20-minute conversation with him at a dinner party. You describe your movie to him, and then when it's filming, and he says, that's interesting to me. 
I'll come and I'll, he says I'll go I'll, I'll be in your film and he doesn't say anything for three months nobody hears from him he just lives his own life and then on the first day of shooting day he's there at 8 a.m. and he's a full professional you know he always gives his, his everything whenever he acts he's never above it and he always kind of looks like he's just Bill Murray you know he's not trying to be anything other than just be him because he understands that it's like the versions of him that he's playing it's not like another person that he's stepping into like this guy lives free you know and so he just goes he has this hobby of going to parties or events and just understanding that he's Bill Murray and so everyone takes delight in him being there so he just goes behind the bar and there everybody has and he just like plays with it he really gives everybody their moment and he has this one night that I heard a story, it was in a documentary they were describing him where this, this one guy was playing the piano for the first time in this one venue and he was really excited and then Bill Murray walks in and he comes in and he says, play this song. And he knows how to play it so he plays it and Bill Murray starts singing. How about this song? And he knows how to play it. And then he says, for eight hours, uh, me, Bill Murray, and like 15 other people sang songs together throughout the whole night. So what that guy just did is he made that night by knowing that power that he had without like stepping over people, but like being with them together, knowing like, because sure, you think it's about you, hola. Like you think it's about you and you think it's like ego, but really what it is, is he's understood that what he does is he unlocks energy potential in these people. Bill Murray walks to the space and suddenly everybody's day is brighter, which means you are around people who have just having a really bright day. <laughs> That's the energy you're around. And so how can you not feed off of that? <laughs> Like, instead of the stupid shit celebrities do for validation, this guy figured it out. He figured it out. He just goes to, like, weddings, and he crashes a wedding, but it's Bill Murray's. Everyone's like, Bill Murray's at my wedding. <laughs> he takes pictures with everyone. He dances with the grandmothers, and he looks them in the eye, and he tells them something real, you know? He lives real. And so the media says, oh, he's a recluse. <laughs> you know? People won't understand. This is a complicated guy who clearly is understanding something that the masses are not doing, and therefore they won't understand. His lifestyle just goes against theirs. Man, Bill fucking Murray. The sun is it's getting up there, huh? Things are a little bit more clear. The haziness is pretty much is gone. And there are more people. It's a Tuesday. Is it? It is a Tuesday. It's a Tuesday. Allah will warn you. I have the same thing. The man. Catch my backpacks. Man one. Yeah, you call it that. بيجوا بالتنين وبالثلاثة يعني الرجل والامرأة ستوب بيكتشر ممكن تصوركم اني سالت هلا سالوت سالوت بيضحكوا انه هم ما بيعرفونا ايش تحكي معي؟ تحكي اشي فريندلي بحبك اتس لايك ذس از اونستلي ذات واز وات ميد ذات ويم هوف ريتريت سو سبيشال فور ايفرون اند اي اماجن اتس سيميلر فور ا لوت اوف ريتريت انفايرمنت 
Everybody just automatically spoke to each other with a full openness. They were just wanted to be open to each other. And they'll share with each other real things, you know? And we meet, and people immediately start talking th about real things in their life. You want to walk? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. I have this walk. Where'd you hear the voices? From the castle. No, no. No, no God here. Hola. Buenos dias. Hola. I put my bag on the road. I didn't realize this at all. So that I can nimsik. Hello and welcome to the spot. It's five euros for the show. Hello. I'm gonna move my bag. <laughs> yes, exactly. Just on sound TV, on the radio. Sound television. That's what they'll call it at some point. Yo, can we, I gotta move my bag now. And also like just dress a certain way slightly. Everyone is going to be able to form those images themselves, right? Yani, they'll be able to draw those conclusions. No, Yani, because we have a there's visual signaling that suggests like, oh, into muhimme. Yani. Hello. Welcome to our castle.